0: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, begins a methodical search for Butcher Stark, visiting and phoning everyone in Metropolis to whom the escaped convict might turn for help. Hello, I'd like to speak to Duke Naylon. him. You once knew Butcher Stark, didn't you? Who
1: wants to know?
0: My name is Clark Kent, and I thought you would know that he escaped from the state penitentiary. Well? Well, I wondered if he's tried to get in touch with you. You see, he's No, he ain't. But listen, mister. Take my advice and stay clear of Butcher Stark. He's a killer. Mix up with him, and you're a dead Pigeon.
2: Gang, once upon a time, many, many years ago, a young prince misbehaved. His father, the king, decided to punish him. Find a peasant boy of the prince's age, his majesty commanded. It is not seemly to whip his royal highness, so whip the peasant boy instead. Did you ever hear anything more stupid or ridiculous than that, gang? Yet that is actually how they disciplined royal princes hundreds of years ago. They appointed whipping boys, whose patriotic duty it was, to take it on the backside for some royal cluck. When the spanking was over, his royal highness probably felt fine and dandy. Goodness only knows how the whipping boy felt after being walloped for something he didn't do. Anyhow, the custom died out when people discovered it didn't make much sense. That is, it died out, and yet in a way it didn't die out. Because today some people are doing their darndest to keep that silly custom alive in another way. And that is, they try to pass the blame for their own shortcomings onto others. They see themselves, goodness knows why, as better than everybody else. So they look around for what we call whipping boys. Generally, what they have in mind is some minority group, people whose race or religious faith is different from theirs. For instance, take the case of Hitler. He was having a tough time beating the Germans, and that made them somewhat hard to handle. He knew somebody had to be blamed for the hunger and unemployment. So Adolf made the Jewish people of Europe his whipping boys. Yes, it's so easy to take it out on the other fellow. Now you know that is neither sporting nor fair, nor, for that matter, does it make sense, because walloping somebody else's seat never gets at the seat of your own trouble. Don't forget that.
0: And now, The Adventures of Superman. In his guise of Clark Kent, Superman has been working with desperate speed to track down and capture the escaped convict Butcher Stark. Realizing that though Stark is fully aware of the awesome power of his voice, he is still not smart enough to use it to best advantage and may very soon come in contact with someone who is. But the Man of Steel apparently has entered in a losing race. For Stark's fearful ability has become known to the Scarlet Widow, one of Superman's most dangerous enemies, who has already begun plans to use Stark to regain her former evil power. Now we find Kent at Central Police Headquarters with Inspector Henderson, who hands him a sheet of papers. Well, this is everything we have
1: on Stark, Kent. He developed a big reputation as a strong arm man in Chicago. Then he came to Metropolis, where he hooked up with Big Frank Vicko. Frank Vicko? The big-time operator who controlled the whole west side? Uh Uh-huh. One of Mike Hickey's boys. Mm, Sure, I know. What did Stark do for Vicko? All the usual stuff. When anyone disagreed with Vicko, Stark was sent out, and one of two things happened. The fellow either changed his mind and agreed with Vicko, or he got a pair of concrete shoes and landed at the bottom of the Metropolis River. Mm, If you knew that, why didn't you get him sooner? Because we could never prove it. Oh, I see. But finally, we got a break. Stark got a bit careless on one of his jobs, and we were able to pin it squarely on him. He was brought to trial, convicted, and sentenced to death. What did Vicko do about that? Oh, Uh, Vicko was smart. He saw the handwriting on the wall. So we let Stark go to the death house, which was a good way to get rid of one of his associates. Perfect. What's Vicko doing now? Running a respectable business. Owns a warehouse on the west side and operates a trucking company. Everything open and above board. I see. What about the people Stark went around with, his friends? Well, he didn't have too many. He was always more of a lone wolf. Oh. But uh, this is a list of the men he was usually seen with. Oh, thanks. Don't bother with the names that have a red check mark next to them. They're dead. Okay.
0: You mind if I hold on to this for a while?
1: Well, no, no. I have another copy. Going to check up now? Yes. Good. And keep me posted. I have my men working on some other angles. We can get together later and compare
0: notes. Fine. And thanks a lot, Inspector. It's okay. Good luck. Are you Harry Boyle? Yeah. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. You knew Butcher Stark, didn't you? What's it to you? Well, did you or didn't you know him? What if I did? He's up in the pen. going to get his neck stretched. I've got news for you, Boyle. He escaped. What? And he may come around looking up his old friends. If you see him, I suggest you notify the police right away. You bet I will. I don't want to mess around with him no more. He's trouble. I have plenty of it. <laughs> Been running this shoe shine stand long? Yes, some more than 10 years. I give it the best shine in the whole town, you see. Uh huh. Very nice. Your name is Pete Salmaggi, isn't it? That's right. Everybody shouldn't an Pete. And you know everybody, huh? Sure, sure. Lots of people are come here. You know Butcher Stark? Butcher Stark? What do you talk about him for? He escaped from the death house, Pete. Santa Marie. He hasn't been around here, has he? No, I not see him, mister. Honest I don't. I don't want nothing to do with him. Okay, but if you do see him... I can go to the cops real quick. I should sure do. That's the stuff. All right, thanks for the shine. Here, keep the change. Oh, got you, mister. And I'll watch you for butcher stock. I'll watch you real good. Hey, mister, Kent. Huh? Oh, hello, officer. What's up?
1: Can I? Can I get
0: him. Get in? Your car? Yeah, please. What, what for? I got a call from
1: headquarters to take you in. What do you mean, take me in? Order straight from airway's office. But, now, come on, but,
0: Mr. Kent. But look here, Orders
1: I... are ordered. Don't make it tough on me, please. That's the way it is. Okay. Thanks. Get going, Bill.
0: What's the idea, Chief? And what are you doing here, Bruce? I thought you were going up to the, the state prison. The police th- picked me up at the railroad terminal. I didn't even get a chance to go up to the state prison. What's the matter with you, Chief? Well, after the story you told me about a man's voice knocking people out, I'm sure you need medical attention. But it's true. I te- Oh, Bruce, will you kindly tell him and the truth this time? You mean you weren't telling me the truth before? He's not making it up, Mr. White. The story may sound fantastic, but it's the truth. The whole truth. You... You mean that uh, the Butcher Stark's voice can, can knock people out and, uh, and shatter windows? and yes, all of that. Oh, great Caesar. You too. You've got to believe us, Chief. And you've got to keep it a secret. Secret? Well, if I ever tried to print a story like that, they'd put me in the booby hatch. You can bet your last dollar I'll keep it a secret. And you'll help us, won't you? Uh, at least you'll give us a free hand. Yes, at least give us a chance to prove no, it. No, here I go, letting you talk me into something again. Please, Chief, please. Oh, all right, all Thanks, right. Thanks, Chief. Well, now tell us, Clark. Have you learned anything? Nothing definite yet. Well, then what's one more angle? Big Frank Vicko. Stark used to work for him, and he may have the idea Vicko double-crossed him. Vicko? Why, well, he owns a warehouse on the west side near the waterfront. He isn't in the rackets anymore. Oh, no, I know, but Stark may try to change his mind, so let's get over there, Bruce. Fast! Hmm. I thought Vicko was supposed to be operating a thriving business, but not a soul around. No, but did you notice the loading platforms downstairs? No. What about him? There were three trucks parked there, each partly loaded. There were a lot of crates and boxes stacked up around them. Looked as though the men suddenly stopped work for some reason or other. Hmm, that's funny. Say, you know where we're going? Yeah, the sign back at the head of the stairs said the office was down this hall. Funny, there aren't any lights burning Take it slow. Don't bump into anything. (coughs) Bruce! (laughs) You should have spoken sooner. Hey, hey, strike a match, quick. Wait a minute.
1: Look! Great
0: guns, a body. Is he... Is he... Uh... No, no, I, I can feel his pulse. He's unconscious. Hey... There's another one down the hall. And another one. Come on. What about these men? We'll take care of them later. Let's go into the office. Light another match. Okay. Uh-oh. Someone else lying on the floor. Yes, and he's no trucker. Not the way he's dressed. Probably Vicko himself. Uh-huh. He unconscious, too? No. He's dead. Dead? Yes, but there's not a mark on him as far as I can see. What in the world could have happened to you? I don't know. Bruce, Look. That desk lamp. What about it? The bulb is shattered. And that glass ashtray, it's cracked in a dozen places. And the window. Uh-oh. Stark, you guessed it. We're too late. Butcher Stark has already been here. The burning match flickers in Kent's quivering fingers and then dies, plunging the room into darkness. But the echo of Stark's deadly voice seems to linger in the stillness. What has happened to the ex-convict? We'll know more in just a moment, gang. So keep listening.
2: You know, gang, friendship is a wonderful thing. It's a swell feeling to know you have someone with whom you can pal around, someone who'll share your troubles and your fun, someone you like and trust, and who likes and trusts you in return. Yes, friendship helps to make life easier and more pleasant for us all. And you know, the best thing about it is that it's so easy to have. Friendship doesn't cost money, and it's available to everybody. Doesn't it seem strange to you, then, when such a wonderful thing as friendship can be had for the asking, that foolish people still persist in hating their neighbors, Now, no matter where you go in the world, from China to Hudson's Bay, you'll find that basically people aren't much different from one another. They all have about the same kinds of hopes, desires, troubles, and dreams that we have right here in America. It makes you think that perhaps many of the world's problems come up because people don't realize that. You see, practically everyone is willing to be your friend if you'll just meet him halfway. What does it matter if he's of a different race or religion than yours? Or whether he comes from another country? Or whether he's richer or poorer than you. You know that nobody really is inferior to anyone else because you know that under God we are all equal. So, fellows and girls, here's a thought for you to keep in mind friendship, which is a wonderful thing to have, is also an easy thing to have. Try it and see. <laughs>
0: the adventures of Superman! As we continue now, it is late evening, and we find Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne in Perry White's home, concluding a report of their findings at Big Frank Vicko's Warehouse. The four truckers we found regained consciousness just before the ambulance arrived, and they told us they heard a strange sound coming from Vicko's office. So they stopped work, went up to investigate. When they got there, a man they didn't recognize... Who must have been Stark. Right. He was just leaving the office. They tried to stop him, but he merely shouted at them, and they collapsed. Just because he shouted at them? That's right, Chief. Oh, that's impossible. I I can't swallow that. I I can't. Well, Vicko is dead, and there wasn't a mark on him. Can you think of how it happened? Well, he probably had heart failure. The autopsy will prove different, I'm sure. Well, what have we got then? Stark went to see his old boss and... Oh, excuse me. Hello? Oh, yes, Anderson. Anderson. What's he want? Wait. What? When? The whole wall, you say? All right, I'll be down as fast as I can. Goodbye. What is it, Chief? The Metropolis National Bank that was robbed a few minutes ago. Oh, no. The entire wall on the south side was blasted out, and a couple of people who were near the bank at the time said they heard a sound that gave them a bad earache. Color draining from their faces, Kent and Wayne stare at each other. Butcher Stark again, this time using his power in an entirely new manner. Superman realizes that this man must be stopped, but how? Dang, there's much action and many thrills tomorrow when Stark and Superman come face to face once again. So don't miss it. Be sure to listen, same time, same station, to episode seven of The Voice of Doom on The Adventures of Superman.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters.
3: This is a mutual broadcasting system. Welcome back. Well, uh, this is exactly what Butcher Stark needs to really be upgraded to a major threat. As Batman said at the end of part four, he really doesn't know his full potential. But with the Scarlet Widow around, he is a deadly threat. Of course, the last time we saw the Scarlet Widow, she was totally and completely horribly killed by the Atom Man. She was dead. But now she's better, in the tradition of both comic books and radio shows, apparently. But overall, I do appreciate the the intelligence of the script uh, and some of the moves being made. I like the fact that Bruce Wayne told that absurd uh, lie and had reasons for setting out to hide this from Mayor White, and then realized, oops, I uh, this was not a good idea. Let's go ahead and change direction. And we didn't have to wait for a long time for it to happen. Plus, I like that they work in a little bit of comedy value in the nurse that was trying to take care of Clark. So overall, I'm really loving this serial so far, and I hope you're enjoying it as well. Join us back here on Sunday. We'll get you into part seven. If you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.